Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. And before we jump into the really cool stuff that we're going to bring you today, we have a super important message for you. Did you hear that Brilliantly Resilient, the book is out in the world and it landed on the top 100 bestsellers list. That's where it debuted. We're so excited. Go get it at amazon.com. Search Brilliantly Resilient and you'll see it in Kindle and paperback. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live, where we are actually recording and broadcasting live for our Facebook community, recording for all of our podcasts, our mega podcast audience that has grown. We're going back to the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, when we used to do this every day, every for 100 days in a row. Single day, every day. <laughs> We figured it's about time that we, we do this again. We're going to do it periodically with just the two of us, our, our, um, each of us, our partner in crime and being brilliantly resilient to answer the question we get asked so often, how do I live brilliantly resilient? There are so many, there's not so many, there's several pillars to the process of being brilliantly resilient. And we bring you guests every week to show how they are living brilliantly resilient. And now we're gonna start breaking it down through these live episodes that will be on the podcast as well of each of the different pieces of the process with practical ways that you sitting at home or driving in your car or listening while you're running. If you're listening while you're running, please let me know the fun paths that you run on and show me pictures because I need inspiration every day. But while you're listening to this, you get practical strategies of how to make it happen in your own lives to be brilliantly resilient. So with that, I'm going to drink coffee and have Mary Fran teach you things today. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you right off the bat, you do not need to share your running paths with me because I will not be doing that. So feel free <laughs> to share them with Kristen. <laughs> but you know, one of the things that we decided we want to do, first of all, as much as we joke about being on the air for so many days, we really did love it. And it really helped us to kind of flesh out this process that we both unwittingly put into place when we were experiencing our own personal sucker punches and train wrecks, which if you know us by now, you know, Kristen is raising two blind sons and my son uh, is in recovery from heroin addiction, by the way, just celebrated 10 years sober. So congratulations to David. I'm so excited for him. Yes. But um, the process of being brilliantly resilient really has three pieces and we call them the first piece is the reset. This is where you tap into your resilience piece in a big way. The second is your rise and and we kind of call that our action step. And the third step is where you get to reveal your brilliance. And that happens, can happen in many, many ways. And a lot of it has to do with transferring the skills and the pieces that you found in the previous two places. But today we kind of want to hone in on the reset piece. You know, resilience has become one of these buzzwords, especially since the pandemic, but not everyone is aware of how to access that. And we figured out that there are, as Kristen said, three pillars that we used to access our own inherent 
Let's keep that in mind because we all have resilience. It's inherent. It's in there. We already have, you already have it. You don't have to go looking for it. Yay. It's not on the shelf at Walmart. Yay. It's already there. So the biggest piece that I think both of us have learned is of importance for us is the values piece, that core values piece where when you're at your lowest, and that's what these sucker punches and train wrecks do to you, they bring you down to your most basic self. That's the opportunity that you get to figure out what is your non-negotiable value set? What is yeah. it? And, and to be very practical here, Mary Fran and I were talking, we're, we're involved in a, a, an upcoming conference called, uh, tell me again what it's life called, Reset, Reset Your Life? Life. Life Reset Summit. Life Reset Summit. And when we were talking with the host of that, he was asking specifics on how is this, how can I do this? What does this mean? My core values in my life. And, and we got into a very interesting conversation about Mary Fran and I did not realize it. You know, we came together all those years ago and we were going through our sucker punches. One of our core values is not just being a mom and, and having a family. It is to be a mom with, with impact and unconditional love um, and, and raising a family where we impact each other and caring and, and again, unconditional love that coming down to that core value. When, when, you know, she found out on mother's day that her son was a heroin addict and I get the, all of your hopes and dreams for your son are gone because he's blind. That was where we started our reset. Like you start to say to yourself, okay, I, one of my biggest values is to be the best mom that I have the gifts and talents to be. So I cannot sit and sulk in the pit of what is happening because that's not going to equip me to be the mom I'm supposed to be. So that's where you start that. Now, is it easy from there? Absolutely not. But that's where you begin the reset of, and that's where you can start to look where our other pillars are. How are you looking at your situation, your perception of it? What can I control the control, the controllables piece. That's where you begin. So when we say your core values, you really get back to, um, here, I'll give you another example. Service is also, that's also a value that, that we share, which is why our business has built so big, so fast with such impact, in my opinion, because we both come from a core value of service. And this week, we're actually working with an organization that comes from a core value of service who's honoring people that have a core value of service. Yeah, we are, we are hosting MCing. We're so excited about this because we are MCing the YWCA of Bucks County PA's salute to women who make a difference event. And the beauty of this is these are all women who have, who live in a brilliantly resilient way. And, and let, let me just say that, so many of these people, they don't name it as such, but we recognize it as such that they live brilliantly resilient lives because they have come through challenges as we all have, and they have honed in on those honed in on those core values. And one of the core values that all of these people share is service, service to their communities, service to individuals. And, you know, as Kristen said, when you're a mom in particular, that value of being of service really does start with your family. It, it I mean, you want to be of service to your family and to your children. And there was one thing I wanted to add when Kristen was talking, you're very often asked to be at your best 
when you're feeling at your worst. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that is where you know that something is a core value. If you want to do it when you feel awful and you're decimated, if you want to help, if you want to make things right, if you want to fix something, then you know that is that is a core value of yours. Yeah. So all of these people who, this the YWCA who are being honored have impacted not only their own lives and the personal lives of their families, but then they take it a step further and they go out into the community. And that's the other thing about the values piece that eventually transfers into the brilliance piece. Because when you have these things and you build on them, you find ways to take them to other places. And that's where your brilliance starts to show. And and I will say also another part that we'll talk about, and we'll really hone in on this on another episode about the brilliant resilient process is the concept of having a tribe, building a tribe, being a member of a tribe, which is what is so fun for us this week is that we get to sit amongst hundreds of people in one massive tribe that all come from a value of service, saluting these people that come from a core value of service. But the reason I'm bringing it up now is for those of you sitting there hearing, oh, I have a core value of being a good, impactful mom also. And I have a core value of service, but I am still, I just can't figure out how to take that step out of the pit that I'm in. And I don't want you to then go rolling in the shame and guilt. Don't do that. Don't do that. Here's what you can do. Look at your tribe, whether you have two people close to you or 2000 people close to you, somebody near you, you can raise your hand, send them a text, give them a call and say, I got to take a step out of this pit. I realize what I, I think I need to do, or can you at least talk with me about what I can do next for the action step, which is part of the of the rise, don't do it alone. Call somebody in in your tribe. You can comment on this episode and say, you know, I'm struggling with this, or you can reach out to us through through the website at brilliantlyresilient.net, and we can you know start helping you chart your your next step. But you, the biggest part to begin this whole reset is to come from a place of of figuring out where your core values are. Yep, that's absolutely. And and you know the other thing is as Kristen, Kristen talked briefly there about the, the shame and guilt piece, mm-hmm. it's very easy to look at the people around you, the ones who are achieving and think, oh my God, I'm such a loser. Here's the thing. Everybody, everybody, everybody has been at that place of, of nothing, of at the bottom of the pit. There is something in everyone's life. Everybody has had a sucker punch or a train wreck. Those are not the defense defining aspects of your life. The defining aspect of your life is what you do about that. And if you actually look at these things with intention and you figure out what your core values are and you figure out how to take one single step, that's the other thing. Don't look at this whole process and think, okay, I'm here. I I need to get to here. Like I need to jump over the whole alphabet from A to Z right away. You don't get to do that. And it wouldn't be to your benefit to do that because along each step of the way, you learn things, you learn things about yourself. You clarify, Kristen and I, Kristen and I say all the time that when we talk to all these other people on the show, it really helps us because we still, we still proclaim with no shame that we are doctors of nothing and constantly open to learning new things. You, You have to never close that door. So when you take these opportunities and this, um, you know, that like things like this life reset summit, 
you take an opportunity to jump into that and just listen to what other people are saying. Just hear them, hear their journeys. Something will spark. Not everybody's going to resonate with you. That doesn't mean you shut the door. That just means you go, all right, that's not too keen. I'm not too keen on that. Let me hear what this other person has to say. There's always an opportunity to reset. And you know what's interesting too, Mary Fran, that I figured out recently when you, and I, and I kind of knew this from before when your perception is that like, okay, this is pitiful and horrible. Well, your, your journey ends up pitiful and horrible, but if you just do that one little switch to say, okay, there's hope for me. I'm going to live brilliant and resilient. I'm going to go step-by-step with this process. When you look through that lens, I promise you, you start to see those doors and windows. And it just happened to get like, I'm always thinking in the brilliantly resilient mindset now, and it just makes life so much easier. But, and I do it so um, unintentionally now, like I really had to do it with intention for a while there. I was reading a thing in part of my miracle morning, which we're going to really do a big thing on that later. Um, I was reading a thing from Max Lucado today that, and he was one of the biggest resources to get me out of the pit a couple of years ago. But he talked about, and I never looked at it this way, the whole shame and guilt thing that we were just talking about. He actually said that I'll have to find the page in the thing I was reading. He actually said that guilt is good because here's what guilt makes you realize when you feel guilty and try to, I'll, I'll try to say it as eloquently as he did. When you feel that guilt, you know that you either made a wrong choice or this isn't what you had planned. Like you had a, a say in this and it didn't go the right way. So you're just acknowledging guilt is a simple acknowledgement that something went wrong. And then you rise from there. So Mary Fran is always talking about the distraction and denial that caused this whole like massive, even harder sucker punch with the, with the phone call about her son that she had been in distraction and denial. So when you're there, it is so it is it, the sucker punch hits even harder. However, if you don't do distraction and denial, if you go, yep, I got a situation here. <laughs> I got a situation here that I need to figure out. It makes the it's almost like it, it projects you a little higher on that on the on the comeback, right? That you can start that that reset where I just found that so interesting this morning. I always thought that we look at guilt as this horrible thing to avoid. And Max you know, is saying, I think, don't. I think that that's actually a really interesting point. And I think if you, if you do, you know, I was referencing looking at all these successful people and feeling guilty and shame and all that. So you don't want to feel that to the point where it makes you inactive. Use yes. that guilt and shame, shame in quotes, because that can be a bad emotion, but use that in a productive way. Make it productive guilt. Make it guilt that's, hey, you know what? I could be doing more. And more doesn't have to be building a school in Africa for needy children. I mean, let's yeah. let's be realistic here. It doesn't have to be. I mean, brilliance can happen in so many ways, big and small. And all it means at the end of the day is that you elevate yourself and if possible, someone else. Yeah. At its most basic, that is what living a brilliantly resilient life comes down to. How can you elevate yourself and hopefully someone else and hopefully more than someone, but if it's someone else, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you offer to buy groceries for, uh, or help take a neighbor who can't get to the store. I mean, it can be so simple, but the simplest movement puts you on that path. 
And then it's the next step on that path. It's all about the choice. Yeah. Which path am I going to follow today? Make it, if you have guilt, make it productive guilt. Why do you feel that way? Okay. Are you not doing enough? What's one thing you can do to change it? Yeah. I mean, and, and again, at the very basic practical level, it, I was feeling so guilty when Michael was first diagnosed with blindness that I didn't, I didn't get him the tools he needed for year for a couple of years. I was so, I was so sad. And then the guilt took over. And if, I feel like if I would have looked at it as, okay, the guilt is because I know I should be honoring my core value of being an impactful mom and I'm not. Okay. So then what's one thing I can do to get out of that? You know, like, like you're saying, Mary friend, use the guilt as a motivator, realize that that's simply, oh, acknowledging that I'm not in alignment with my core values. So how can I get in alignment and take that one action step, which always leads to, to the, one of the best um, of the many brilliant things that Mary Fran has dropped on us over the past year is the, that decision. Are you going to, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Yeah, just visit. Don't, don't just visit. <laughs> just don't, yeah. Don't, don't bring the luggage and your makeup kit. <laughs> don't, don't unpack it. Leave yeah. all that stuff. You know, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about something we were talking about David a few minutes ago and my son, the, the, the recovering in recovery, but this is an example of a really small, simple thing that he did. And I've referenced this before when he was coming out of, of, he was, he was first in recovery and trying to rebuild his life. And let's make no mistake. All of these things are about rebuilding. You're rebuilding your mindset. You're re resetting is rebuilding, but we kind of use the term reset because rebuilding can sometimes just sound too overwhelming, but that's why we talk about one single step. When David was early in his recovery and when you're in recovery, you, you have to rebuild virtually every aspect of your life. And it's so hard. One of the first things he did after he got a job and his job was painting, painting houses and interiors and stuff like that, that another guy in recovery gave him. One of the first things he did independently was one day he went out and he bought his own toiletries. He hmm. bought deodorant. He bought shampoo. He bought Q-tips. He bought toothpaste. That small action set him on the path of, I am capable. I am confident. I can do this. That one little tiny thing, because he was so decimated, so full of shame, mm -hmm so full of guilt, but he used it productively and thought, okay, I can't, I can't fix the world right now, but I can do one thing. And for him, that one thing was taking personal care of himself, which at the end of that equation also took a burden off of me yeah, because I didn't have to think about it. So, you know, think in those terms, if you're at your, if you're at that really, really basic spot and you're feeling angry, you know, let's like take it, take that whole, use the guilt constructively use those negative emotions all of them constructively why are you feeling angry are you feeling powerless okay find one thing that you can do to take back your power and maybe it's something as simple as that take yeah. ownership of your your situation regardless of what it is that's such an important step on the reset yeah Good stuff. So, so we're going to dig into these, these pillars, as we call them, of the brilliantly resilient process. There's not a lot of them. Don't be afraid because we don't do yeah. things that are complicated. We don't have enough brain cells left after no, our don't. lives of living brilliantly resilient. 
we keep it simple here, people. We keep it simple. <laughs> but no, honestly, in, a, in an effort to make it such that the brilliantly resilient process is not complicated, um, we will be breaking these, these different things down. And, and, and we do want to hear from you on what parts of the process you're still trying to get your head around. Um, if you are stuck in, in parts of the brilliantly resilient process, reach out to us. We can send you more resources. And hey, if we have to um, hop on a, a Zoom call with you to help you move on from one spot to the other, we can do that too. Living brilliantly resilient, like Mary Fran always says, is a choice. It is not luck. It is not something that some of us have access to and others don't. It is simply a choice. And then it is a process that is not always easy, but it is productive and worth it in the end to be sitting and smiling through some of these sucker punches. And I will say, I will never welcome new ones, but I am getting stronger for when they come. <laughs> yeah, it's exhausting, but this is why it's a process because you get to do it over and over again. So we also want to encourage you to definitely check out organizations like the YWCA of Bucks County, PA. Um, they can always use a hand. They can always use donations and look at their programs, if nothing else, to see how they are active in their communities and see maybe ways that you could either get involved or something might inspire you. Things like this Life Reset Summit, look around for those things. If you are stuck, check us out at brilliantlyresilient.net. We've got resources for you. There are plenty of places for you to reset and it all starts with one action step. Do it, do it. <laughs> and hey, one more thing that you can do, um, especially if you have a core value of service, like we were talking about earlier, take this episode and send it to somebody that could really benefit from the information. That is something that you could serve someone in your tribe hugely, may have just made up that word, um, by sending this as a resource to them to let them know that you care and then follow up with a call or a text to see how they're doing. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise, and reveal your brilliance.